And we're back. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Jamie K podcast. This week, we return to Canada, Edmonton to be exact. I'm a huge fan of False Body. I found out about them while digging through the Scoped Exposure archives. Really awesome band. I love their style. I love everything they're doing. I can't wait for them to put out new music. I hope you guys are into them too. So without further ado, strap in and enjoy the show. going great uh doing awesome um i'm stoked that i finally um have you guys on i know i tried to get this um to happen i i think it was last month um i was talking to you michelle but i think um i, I can't remember why you, you actually didn't end up coming on yeah i can't i think it always work schedule all that good stuff yeah, that always seems to be the biggest issue whenever um, things fall through. It's always scheduling, and I uh, try to tell everybody that like that's the hardest part. Like, it's cool when I convince people to actually agree to come on, but then like I would kind of dread the scheduling part because everybody has like a million different things going on. So I always feel like that's the hardest part of this whole thing is just trying to get our schedules to align. Yeah, definitely, especially yeah, when we're in different countries. Different time zones, and you, you have, like, a weird schedule by yeah. the sounds of things. Yeah, so um, you guys uh, are in a band called False Body. I'm, I first heard about you guys because I, I, I did that Stepping Stone podcast, and I got, like, a bunch of cool feedback from, uh, like, t- like, a ton of Canadians, like, messaging me, and I was like, wow, like at the time I didn't realize the um, like the popularity of stepping stone and like everybody that reached out um, it was like pretty crazy so like I uh, like had never heard of wild rose um, and like uh, Spence from scoped exposure reached out to me and he's like a super awesome dude and like we talk um, like friends now so I, I think that's pretty awesome but I'm just uh, curious about your band I, I wanted to know like how you guys started um well okay so basically there was uh the two justins in our band we got two justins they were in another band called slumlord for a while and then i was in another band with one of them and it was just all these sort of different bands and like coincidentally all of them kind of fell apart at the same time like they either broke up or members moved away or whatever so we decided to just sort of like consolidate into this one unified band with uh this other guy named brett at the time um eventually he ended up quitting and justin became our bass player and uh yeah that's that's basically it it's just sort of the result of a bunch of bands falling apart at the same time and we got together and it's been really fun <laughs> like i don't know if you want to talk about neff at all yeah i mean i 
kind of always wanted to be in a band and it's pretty difficult if you don't really know anyone. <laughs> um, so knowing Lee and like the connections that he had, it just kind of worked out that I wanted to do vocals and they already knew what they were doing. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. Have you ever done vocals for any other band? No, this is like my first official band. Um, there's like, so in Edmonton, they don't do it anymore, but it's called Not Enough Fest. It's like a group of people who put on different workshops for like women, queer people, trans folks, that kind of thing, and give them opportunities. And uh, there was a voice and like scream workshop that I attended. And uh, Nicole Boychuk from I Hate Sex, um, great band, no longer a band, unfortunately. Um, but she was putting on the screaming uh, workshop. Um, I participated. She approached me after to do like a little guest spot on their recording. And that was kind of my first sort of experience in that and loved it and knew I had to do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now we're in false body. Yeah. That's awesome. I had no idea that you took a workshop to like perfect your voice if i'm gonna be honest um like part of the reason i was into your band or the part part of the reason why i'm into your band i I still like you guys um you guys kind of remind me of this old like um thrash band from northern california i'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of them is this band called uh light this uh city no no never heard of them (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna have to send you guys um, uh, like a link to their Spotify or Bandcamp, so you guys can check them out. Like, um, they're from like Northern California. I found out about them like in high school, and like th- they have a female singer, um, and like you guys sound pretty similar, um, which is uh, cool to me because I, when I was in high school, I really liked the band, and then like they went on like this like big hiatus. Uh, for a while, but then they just actually became active again. Like last year, they put out like a new record. So yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna have to send you the link so you guys can check that out. So you guys can uh, either uh, think I'm crazy or uh, see where I'm coming from. <laughs> no, yeah, if it's a thrash band, I'm definitely down. Okay. Yeah, people seem to have a hard time like pinpointing like where we fit in. So I'd be very curious to see hear what they sound like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Where do you think you guys fit in in like this whole? Because like you guys' um, Instagram is uh, false part false body HC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I I feel like we're kind of like tangential to hardcore in a way. You know what I mean? Like, we're not like a like you're talking about stepping stone. Stepping stone is like true blue Canadian hardcore. You know, but like we're not like that like straight up. But like you know, we're kind of like more along the lines of something like a converge or something. That's like, not that we're like that band. Obviously, <laughs> I wouldn't make that comparison, but just that it's like, kind of like, you know, sort of tangential to hardcore, a little bit more like erratic in some ways or something like that. Definitely like a lot of like thrash metal influence, a lot of grind influence and stuff like that. For me personally, at least. Yeah, no, I I definitely hear it in your guys as a drummer. Oh yeah, did you see those? Uh, speaking to Spencer, also he posted a drum cam vids from Wild Rose, which are pretty sick. Yeah, I I definitely um saw those when he uploaded them. I follow him on uh, Instagram, so I was like, like the timing was cool because. 
I don't like think he knew that I was going to have you guys on the podcast this week. So the fact that he released uh, that drum cam footage um, from your guys' set and the actual full um, full set, I, I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, Scoped Exposure and Spencer, they've been crucial in putting our band out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Every time you post something, for us at least, it's just like a, it just everything blows up basically. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so you guys um, put out, um, would you guys call it uh, an EP, the Witch Elm? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, what was that, 2017? Something like a little, that. A little, little out of date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your, um, well, your band camp says it was November 26, 2017. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And a- am I pronouncing that right? Um, Witch Elm? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a tree. <laughs> cool okay. tree. All right. I mean, can you guys like talk about the meaning behind that? Because like I like Googled it and I was I was trying to figure out how to say it because I want to sound like an idiot <laughs> um, uh, trying to pronounce it. So I did some research to make sure I was saying it right. But I was just curious, um, like, why did you guys decide on that name for the e- EP? Yeah, there, I don't think there's really any specific reason why. Kind of when I was sort of first dabbling with like writing songs or putting it together with music and being very self-conscious about my lyrics, which I still kind of am. Um, the song Witch Elm is about um, this woman who got murdered um, and nobody knows who she is and how she died and all this crazy stuff. It's actually really sad. And her skull was found in a witch elm tree. Um so that was sort of the first thing that I kind of wrote about that I felt comfortable sharing lyrics to. And then uh, Brett, who was our old bass player, um, he took the photo um, that you see there, um, which kind of has like an outdoors sort of vibe to it. So it just kind of fit. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. That, that's awesome. Uh, so you guys put that out in November of 2017 we're like halfway through 2019. Are there any um, plans to record any new music? Uh, yeah, we're probably going to record next month. We're going to like try and do it ourselves this time. But like the original plan when we started this band was to like crank out EP after EP, basically like have a new EP every six months or something. And then just like combination of like member changes and like little hiccups like that. It kind of, you know, things sort of fell by the wayside for a while, but like now that it's like our lineup is sort of solidified, really happy with what we're doing right now. It's just like, it's so overdue. So yeah, like next month, I think we're going to start recording. I don't know, like something like maybe do eight songs and then release two EPs or something, try and do a split or something. Yeah. Sort of nebulous plans at this point. Do you guys have that many songs like written? Oh yeah, we've got like we've got like yeah eight or ten songs or something like that, something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Hard. It's just a matter of recording it and putting it out, which yeah we're pretty overdue for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and you guys wouldn't want to do just like a straight up full length. Um, I mean, like on one hand that would be cool, but like I also like the idea of just like, you know, nonstop releasing new music like constantly putting out something new constantly sort of like 
yeah, just having something new to show people, constantly staying relevant. You know, you're always sort of like playing shows on the back of new songs that people are just hearing about for the first time. I think that's kind of cool in a way. And like, there's nothing wrong with doing full length also. Um, I just sort of like, yeah, I just like the idea of releasing a bunch of EPs, you know? For sure. Like, I don't think there's like a wrong way or a right way to do it. Like yesterday I was hanging out with um, a good friend of mine. He plays in a pretty like popular band um, uh, and they just released like two new songs. They like put it out um, like and I don't even know what to call it, like a promo EP or whatever. But I was talking to him yesterday, um, asking him if they had like a new record in the works or anything. And he told me that they, uh, when they recorded those two songs that they had just put out, that they actually recorded four songs at once. And they have plans to put out the other two songs in a couple months. And I just asked him like, why didn't you just do like a four song EP? And um, he was just kind of like, trying to tell me or explain that they were kind of like trying to do like that thing where they want to kind of just like put out new music constantly. And, um, they got like a really good response from the two songs that they just put out. So people are like hyped up buying merch, um, excited to see those new songs, um, when they're on tour. And then in a couple months when it probably starts to die off, they put out those two other ones and just kind of keep the hype going. Yeah, absolutely. And like when you release a, like a full length, like LP or whatever, it's like, it definitely feels like some songs can get lost in it. Like I know a lot of people who like turn on an album and listen to the first few songs and then they get bored and they never hear the back half of the album. You know what I mean? So it's like, it kind of lets, lets all the songs breathe a little bit, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely feel, um, sometimes like if I'm not super like, obsessed with the artists I'll have to like it'll be like a slow burn for me to get into like the entire body of work like I'll definitely pick my favorites but then like over time I'll be like listening to the record like maybe like a year down the road and be like wow like why didn't I know this banger was on the record because like not everything clicks at the um, same time yeah exactly okay yeah so I, I definitely get that aspect of it um I'm, I'm just always curious, like, uh, why people do things a certain way. So, um, that's cool though. Yeah. I, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, hearing new music from you guys. Oh yeah. I think, uh, our new songs, I think they represent us better than like what we currently have recorded. Yeah. I would say that our current recordings are not that really representative of how we sound. Definitely. And I think even just like with myself personally, I think, like I've improved vocally, <laughs> um, which is kind of nice. Sometimes I hear those old recordings and there's certain parts where I just sort of cringe, but, um, yeah, yeah. Cause you were really unfamiliar with the whole process yeah, at that point. So super unfamiliar. So yeah, I'm looking forward to being more confident. <laughs> so how long, um, were you doing vocals for false body before you guys hit the studio? Probably just months before I would say, um, kind of before like false body started, um, I would literally get Lee to just learn punch songs and in the jam space, it would just be him playing guitar and me just trying to figure out vocals. Yeah. And then we got drummer Justin involved. So it was kind of more of like a unit. Um, so I was kind of doing that, just sort of testing it out, trying to find my voice kind of thing. But then, yeah, I think like once false body was formed, it probably was only 
yeah, a few months, I would say, before we actually recorded. And having zero experience recording, um, just sort of, I don't think like I settled, but I feel like maybe I did a little bit, just not knowing and not being comfortable and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of doing it better this time around. Yeah. That's cool. I, I definitely know like how that is like um, a long time ago. I used to be in a hardcore band and we recorded like a four song demo and I wasn't even aware that my band was in the studio recording. They just called me and they're like, hey, like we need you over here right now because we're going to tr- like track vocals. And I was like, OK, I was like, I've never done this before, but like I'm going to show up. So like I went. And um, we're doing it with this guy. Um, His name is uh, James. I I forget his last name, but he was like doing us a favor. So it was just like super like pressed on time. So they're like, you got to go in there and do it. And I did the four songs, but I had never recorded before. And I was definitely not happy with the way that it came out because I was just kind of like, you know, just thrown into it. And like, I wish I was more prepared or able to do it again. Cause like hearing like the recordings, it just sucks. Cause I know that I, I could have done better. Totally. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. There's always a little bit of that after you record something where it's just like, why did I do that on that part or something? Like that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Early June. No, early July. Early July. Yeah. yeah. So um, which one of you is um, going to like do the recording? Uh, that's going to be like tentatively. It's one of the Justins, like the bass player, Justin. Uh, he seems very confident that he can get it sounding better than our old recordings. And so there's basically nothing to lose there, you know, to yeah. see what he can do kind of. And like, I like also just the ethos of having somebody do it rather than, you know, pay somebody to do it if that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's um, awesome if you're able to do uh, like everything in house. Yeah. I mean, like obviously not everybody can do that. Not everybody has access to those things, but like, if you can, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're able to, you know, kind of have like a ecosystem for your band, uh, and just be able to have more control of everything. I, I think that's really awesome. Yeah, totally. But your old recordings, I don't think they sound bad. Like they don't sound <laughs> like outdated or anything. So I'm actually uh, like really curious to see the quality of the new stuff. Well, that is good to hear. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, I, like I, I don't know if it's you guys just being like hypercritical of like your own work because like that's how I am with like the podcast. But like other people tell me that it's fine, um, but like I like hear it differently than them. Yeah, honestly, there might be an element to that. I think that we are kind of like people who are critical of the things that we do. Yeah, but you just have to kind of like you know, let it be free. Once it's released, it's released, yeah, you know, it's whether it's done. a podcast or like any form of art. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys are um, based out of Edmonton. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never been to Canada, so I- I'm just curious, like what's the scene like in like your guys' area? What's the scene like? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of difficult in Edmonton, to be honest, because, like, if you're not really familiar with the geography, 
around here. So like Edmonton is like aside from the like the Northwest Territories and the Yukon and stuff like that, Edmonton is one of the northernmost like capital cities in Canada. And it's like the closest city is Calgary, which is like a three hour drive away. And then the next closest city is what, like Saskatoon or Regina, which is like five hours away. Yeah. And then the other way is like Vancouver, basically, is the next stop. Maybe Kelowna or something like that, which is like, yeah, for me, they're like seven to 12 hours away. So it's like we're pretty isolated in that way. So it's like it's kind of difficult to like, you know, have a really robust scene. Like I was listening to... That, like I said, I was listening to your your podcast the other day with that dude um, from Shackled, and he's saying, like, he's from Jersey, but, like, there's, like, Long Island there, there's Philadelphia there, there's, like, all these, like, other, like, cities that are huge cities that are, like, right there, right? We don't really have that, right? But the flip side of that is that, like, kind of all of Western Canada is sort of, like, one scene in a way. Yeah. It's, like, one region sort of so there's like a lot of solidarity there i feel yeah so um like there's not like a lot of bands from your area like edmonton specific uh i mean like yeah there's always bands running in edmonton there's not like too many like true blue hardcore bands from here though right now it's like it's it's like a lot of things that are kind of like beside hardcore you know what i mean like it's kind of like hardcore with some grind or like hardcore with some like emo or something you know what i mean like it's not like a lot of like straight up straight stuff up, yeah. yeah there was like this band called cavity for a while who were like super heavy yeah but they're they're no longer doing it you know there's a like fleet in calgary but like in edmonton it's like I guess Serration is from Edmonton, like half or something like that. So like they're they're doing it. Claim them, yeah. yeah, we can claim them. I guess. <laughs> okay, so like the majority of the shows, do they happen like down in Calgary? I mean, like Calgary definitely has like like there's a lot of shows that happen in Edmonton. It's just that over the last like ten years attendance has steadily dwindled so like calgary shows yeah are typically you know more well attended shows it's just like they've got sort of a more robust scene there right yeah we play a lot of shows where it's just playing for bands and like a few few of your friends that you drove over kind of thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i mean i mean there's still like good shows in edmonton oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to be like you know there's nothing edmonton. here yeah there's definitely like good shows that happen here but it's like yeah, it's just like I said, over the past like five to ten years, it has dwindled basically. And like, I think there's probably a lot of reasons for that. Like, you know, promoters who don't want to promote anymore because it's difficult because if nobody's coming, they're not making, they're just, it's a labor of love at that point, And like venues close left and right here. So, yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah. Do you guys have any, like, or do you guys ever like cross over into the States? Since it's like the the border's not like super far. Uh, the border for us is like I don't know, like probably five or six hours away or something like, yeah, that. something like that. And then in order to cross over in the states as like a Canadian band, you have to have like this super expensive work visa. So it's like so far it hasn't been worth it to us. Like I would like to do something like that at some point, but it's like 
it's a lot easier for an American band to come to Canada than it is for a Canadian band to go to America. Okay. Because I'm like looking at the map and I don't really know too much of what's going on in like Montana, but yeah, but uh, Washington, like uh, Seattle's like right there and they have like some awesome bands going on like right now up there. And I feel like, um, you guys could, you know, travel. I think that's like the most like prominent, like scene in America closest to you guys. So like, I don't know if you guys, uh, would like benefit from like trying to get there. Yeah. I mean like that would probably like, if we were going to go into the States, it probably would be like along the West coast like that. Like you've got like, like you said, some good things in Washington, some good things in like Oregon, I think there's like a little bit of stuff going on in like uh, the Midwest kind of too, but like not as, not as like much as like a solid unit as like the coast, you know, the coast is always going to have the most. The coast has the most. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, yeah, it it always like interests me because um, for me, when I think about um, Canada, it, it it just sounds like, so far away because I'm, I'm down here in orange county and the fact that there's hardcore across the border i'm just like so fascinated by it like i've always been fascinated by it like growing up like listening to comeback kid and just like wondering like how everything like works like out there yeah i mean it's just uh comeback kid is like a good example of a band who's like had enough like steam that they can like make it happen. Winnipeg has a lot of good bands for some reason. I don't know what is up with that, but like Winnipeg is even more sort of in the middle of nowhere. It's like, you know, from, from us to get to Winnipeg is like a 13 hour drive. And then they've got like Saskatchewan uh, in between us and them. And then the other way, it's like another like 13 hour drive to like Toronto ish area, I think. So you basically go through the States or something like that. But yeah, you know, you have to kind of like really commit to something. Otherwise you're kind of just like landlocked basically. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine because well, um, where I'm at now, there's like three great scenes, like all within like a two hour drive. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like I, I have like a weird perspective like when it comes to like the the music scene because there's always like the best bands are always touring through like the area that I'm in so when I talk to people who aren't in like uh, one of the like more popular scenes like I, I'm always just like you know really curious yeah you definitely do a lot of traveling we've been to Vancouver a bunch to, to go to shows because no one comes to Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Or Alberta period, really. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they come to Calgary, but like, yeah, usually Alberta gets skipped on yeah. like a Canadian tour or something. Yeah. So you guys have a show coming up. Um, is it on? I, I just pulled up the flyer. When is uh, it? The 21st Friday. We've got one on the 21st and, the and then one on the 22nd. Yeah. Okay, I see the. I have the flyer for the twenty first. Um, the summer ain't safe. 
Oh yeah. yeah, Clever Rabbit, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a it's at like a vegan restaurant that's like a block away from where we live, so it's pretty sick. Yeah. Oh wow, as how big is the space? Um, not big, yeah, man. Not it's, big. I like I like it because it's like it kind of funnels everybody in, and it always feels really big, but like it kind of sucks because like sometimes people don't respect the space. Like I know they've had like ornamental rabbits stolen from them and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, wow. It's like a cool space. They, they usually make like, like these dope ass vegan Big Macs for the show. <laughs> so like that is sick. Yeah. Eat food, watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm always down for good food. Hell yeah. Definitely. And yeah, like I said, it's not a very big space. So it always feels like a lot of people are there, even if there really isn't. <laughs> yeah, it feels very intimate. Yeah. And, like, coincidentally, like, one of the guys who, like, runs that restaurant was in, a, like, a grind band from here called Detroit. So, like, he's, like, pretty familiar with, like, the scene and, like, how difficult it can be to find a venue and stuff like that. So it's, it's cool that he's doing that. Yeah. Shout out Emmett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome that I'm... Um, they're willing to have it there even after people have stolen those rabbits. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause that's, that's the biggest thing. Like people disrespect venues and then they go, sorry, no more. Yeah. 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 We have this local spot um, in Fullerton called program and it's a, like a skate shop slash like record store. And it's not that big. And when they have shows there, they literally like, just kind of like move things to the side. So we're literally moshing and there's like, um, like the whole like rack with records are literally right there. Like all like the <laughs> photographers and all the bystanders are like pressed up against it. Like there's been plenty of times where people are moshing and get pushed into a wall. Then like the um, display or the, the shoe, the shoes that are on display, like fall off on people's heads. And then <laughs> like everybody just kind of like works together just to put it back. So um, it's, like it, it's wild, but it's awesome that um, yeah, the people don't take anything because like, um, you know, we, we appreciate what the uh, storefront is doing for us. Like, you know, letting in um, like 100 kids to mosh and like see their favorite bands. So I feel like, you know, the, the people going to the vegan place, stop stealing the rabbits. Respect the place. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> please don't steal rabbits. <laughs> Thanks. So I'm curious about the um, the the Big Mac that you're talking about. Do you know what it's made with? I'm pretty sure it's like a seitan uh, patty. So basically, just a bunch of wheat gluten, tasty tasty gluten, and yeah, they have their own homemade mac sauce and it's real good. Yeah, they've got like a vegan like a butcher shop in the back of their restaurant now. Mm. Like I think it's the first one in Alberta, maybe. Yeah, in Alberta. So like. Some sort of house made, yeah, like Satan or something like that. Yeah. Wait, can you explain um, what is a vegan butcher shop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like they make like a bunch of like faux meats basically. So they got like vegan chicken wings and like vegan burgers and like pepperoni sticks and shit like that. Yeah, they got just like a little, like if you're going to like a meat deli, that sort of vibe, but no animals. <laughs> and are you two vegan? Yes. Yeah, we are. We are. Our band isn't, but we are. Yes, okay. the Justins are not, and that's okay. Okay. Um, 
I'm always curious because like I, I have friends that are vegan. We, we got some sick vegan spots in Orange County, um, but I'm curious. Yeah, are you? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Oh no! I bet you do. Like that's like the hot spot, right? Like in California. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I'm not like well versed in vegan culture. <laughs> I just know of like some good spots because my friends um take me. Fair enough. But there's like been like this new craze and like you know the fast food industry like bringing in like the beyond meats and impossible burgers um have you guys tried any of that stuff hell yeah oh yeah definitely we live right across from an a&w that has the beyond meat burger and it is a bad thing because we go there all the time (laughs) um but it's pretty sweet though because a lot of the time like after shows or whatever prior to them having those burgers, you know, you'd be hungry and there'd be nothing to eat. So you would go home and eat Oodle Noodle or Mr. Noodle, whatever. And now we can have a stick fast food burger. So, yeah. That's so crazy that you guys have an A&W. Cause like we used to have those like out here, but I haven't seen any of those in like forever. Oh really? Yeah. I thought it was, I didn't even realize that they were down there. I thought it was just like a Canadian thing, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think like well out here the only ones I remember seeing they were like paired up with. Uh, have you guys ever heard of KFC? Yeah, oh, we, yeah, we coincidentally live like an equal distance away from a KFC. Also, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Um, it, have you guys ever heard of that uh, soft drink Fruitopia? Oh yeah, <laughs> good old Fruitopia. Yeah, yeah. grew up on that stuff. So. <laughs> so is it like sold at like your guys' like local grocery store? Yeah, actually, like at some like fast food restaurants, it's like an option as like a fountain drink. Yeah, that's so crazy. Um, my buddy and I were talking about soda for some weird reason the other day, and I asked him if he ever heard of it because growing up, um, here in the states, they used to have it everywhere because it's like uh, manufactured by the Coca Cola company, and mm-hmm. um, it used to be in vending machines. You can get it at all like the gas stations and stuff, but I'm not sure what happened like along the way, but they got rid of it in America. And I, I know that it's like sold in Canada, but I wasn't sure if like it was like across Canada or in certain parts. So that's why I wanted to ask you guys about it. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I assume it's across Canada, but it's at least we can get our hands on it if we wanted to. Okay. And um, yeah. is it well... It's not vegan, is it? Utopia? I'm pretty sure it would be. I don't see why not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not sure what they put in it. I don't know. There might be some like weird chemicals or something. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to check the label. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. We, we got to <laughs> dig into this. Is Fruitopia vegan? <laughs> yeah. You can call in them. Okay. All right. I'll switch uh, gears, get away from like the weird um, off-brand uh, drinks for, that used to be in America. Um, you said you guys have a show also on the 22nd? Yeah. Back to back. 21st, 22nd. Who's, um, or like, where's that show happening at? Because I haven't seen the flyer for that one. Uh, that one's just a, it's a house show. Um, I think that's why it's a little bit sort of DL ish. Um, I think he's like releasing more information as that date approaches because it's literally like in the guy's basement kind of thing. Um, but yeah, pretty good, good bands playing with us. Do those like kind of house shows get shut down? 
Yeah, like I was talking to Amy, who's in one of the bands playing, and yeah, she's just hoping that nothing gets shut down because that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's cool that you guys are able to have like shows in the basement though, because like typically out here, if, if there's like a house show going on, it's like it's in, in somebody's like backyard, and those normally get oh. shut down like super fast because obviously like it's outside and it's like super loud and all like all the neighbors in every direction can hear it. So I think it's cool that you guys are able to um, have it in the basement because basements out here aren't common. Huh. Oh, really? That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, like in my old house, we used to have shows in the basement all the time, and it was like kind of a thing for a bit, but like then the cops got called a few times, and it just like sort of wasn't worth it. Destroyed the house, basically, you know? Um, (laughs) Was the cops called because like the sound was just like traveling out, and it was just too loud, or? Well, I mean, combination of that, and then just sort of like, people wandering off into other people's yards and stuff like that. I think that was a bigger issue, honestly, but yeah. Drinking in public too. Yeah. That type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Some random kids in my yard drinking. Throwing up on my my bushes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's so crazy. Like it, it blows my mind that people just can't come and like respect like what's going on. Cause it takes a lot of work to put a show on no matter like where it's at. Yeah, definitely. It's super shitty. And like we're saying earlier, like a lot of the times when, when venues and places, you know, shit happens and they don't want to put shows on anymore and then you got nowhere to play. Yeah. Yeah. We've lost so many halls to that here. Yeah. Like community hall type shows, which is always fun. But yeah. And right now, is there like, um, like a main venue where the majority of the shows happen or is it just happening at like random places? Uh, there's like, there's a couple of venues that are doing it. You know, there's like the sewing machine factories is one place here. Um, that place is sick. That place is really sick. There's, um, you know, this clever rabbit place is pretty good. Then there's like the aviary, which is like, it's a, it's a sick venue. They have like really great sound there. Um, is run by some really cool people as well. Yeah. But yeah, definitely uh, the Buckingham. Yeah. That's like a bar, I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean like it's, oh, and there's like a, like a sex positive education center oh, where they yeah. have shows there, which is actually like a really sick venue. And like you go in and there's just like all these like anal beads and stuff for sale there, but it's like such a sick venue. <laughs> like the space is so good. Yeah, it's cool. Like the sex positive places are like a st- is there like a stage or is it just like they just clear space for you guys? They've got like a like sort of like a warehouse like loading space in the back, and like they put shows like they have a show there. It's like it's really sick though. Actually, our not our last scoped exposure video but i think the one before that that one is at that venue yeah a spec yeah a spec and it's super cool okay um yeah because i i seen a video um you guys playing like a record store oh yeah that was was that sloth records in calgary yes yeah that was a really awesome show that was a lot of fun i guess kind of the same idea of what you were describing Sort of record show or store, push everything aside, have a cool show. 
Okay. And you know, I, I've actually seen the video of you guys at the sex positive place. I didn't realize, um, there was like anal beads and stuff hanging around because it, um, it was that video and like, it looks like there's like kind of like a red tint to wherever you guys are playing at. Yeah. Yeah. There's red lights on. Yeah. If you, uh, go to the front of the building, yeah, it's a bunch of neat stuff there. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you guys know about like about that place or like why they um, allow shows there? Um, I don't know too much about the place, honestly, but I know that like one, one woman who like is associated with it. She also has ties to the sort of like hardcore punk community. So that's sort of the hookup there basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like really cool that she's like kind of gone out of her way, I think to like, get that to be a space where there can be a show yeah recognizing that there's not a lot of spaces and kind of using what she's got kind of thing yeah it's awesome that she's willing to you know give back and help out to the scene by allowing people to use the space totally yeah yeah it's awesome yeah, because I would definitely be weirded out because I, I would, um, I've never wanted to throw a house show because I remember in high school, I'll never forget this. This girl was so excited to have um, some of like the local bands play at her party that was going to happen on the like the Friday night. And I was just like, all right, like it's going to be a shit show because um, it was like going to be like a bunch of kids who actually knew about the scene and then a bunch of kids who are just like um, uh, not very familiar. So I was like, OK, somebody's going to get upset at moshing, but whatever. I'm just going to go. Friends are going to be there. Can't be that bad. And yeah. I thought the girl was going to have the bands play in her backyard because that's what like, you know, it would typically happen. And I showed up. And this girl had the bands like setting up in her living room. They had like cleared the furniture. And the first thing I noticed was her carpet was like, um, like an off white. And she had, she had people enter like, um, through the side gate. And we'd have to walk along the side of the house through the backyard into like her back sliding door. That's how we got into the house. And I was just like, this is going to be so bad because she had grass and people's shoes were going to get like all like, you know, muddy. And I was like, the carpet's not going to survive. And sure enough, like, I don't know what the whole situation was, but I don't think she told her parents she was having a show because like midway her grandma and like some other family members showed up and were like freaking out. Like she like freaked out like and they said they were going to call the cops and people were like scrambling to get their instruments out of like this girl's house. And we looked at the carpet and it was just like black (laughs) going. Yeah. From like off white to black. And like I was like, this is so crazy. I was like this very moment. This incident is why like I would never want to have a show in my house. And also, I don't want to be responsible for anybody. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) <laughs> that poor girl yeah no kidding yeah. that's crazy yeah. i mean they are fun but it's like having that responsibility sucks for sure <laughs> yeah jeez and also take your shoes off <laughs> <laughs> I, this is that's so weird this i'm not if i'm at a show there's no way i'm taking my shoes off but yeah that's a good point that's a good point <laughs> but if it's in someone's house i don't know yeah i guess yeah yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Put your yeah. shoes over here. And then everyone has the same shoes. So you don't yeah. know whose shoes are whose. Everybody's got the vans yeah. with the stripes. 
Yeah. Keep in mind. Imagine grabbing the wrong pair of Vans and putting on somebody else's like Ew. like authentics. That'd be such a gross feeling. Oh yeah, I've done that. You can like feel their foot in the shoe, and you're just like, Ooh. yeah, it's gross. I'm pretty sure that happened though, because like when we had shows at our house, like it would be done. It'd be the next day, and there'd be all these leftover shoes. <laughs> it's like, how did you people leave? Without your shoes, like, why are there all these extra, like, one-off shoes here? Yeah, it's like there should be zero shoes left over if everybody left <laughs> as they came. Or at least, like, yeah, or at least, like, an equal pair of shoes yeah, left like over. Like, shoe. how did somebody leave with one shoe? Crazy <laughs> night. So what would you do with the leftover shoes? I don't know. I think they just got left outside, and win- winter took over eventually, and... <laughs> Snow covered him up, and then it wasn't my problem anymore. Oh, man. How do you guys deal with snow up there? I don't. <laughs> I hate the cold. I hate the snow. I complain constantly in winter. Uh, it sucks. Thankfully, my car is parked inside, so I don't have to brush it off. But, yeah, it gets super cold here, like super, super cold, and I don't enjoy it. So yeah. your your car is parked inside, but do you ever have to like shovel snow? Is it like is it like out of like a driveway? Well, luckily no. Um, like we live in like a like a apartment building, so like we are not responsible for any of that stuff. But like definitely growing up, you know that was definitely a chore. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I park outside is bullshit. Sometimes, like you wake up and there's like a foot of snow on your car, and it's like I don't. I'm just gonna be calling sick right now to work. Like I'm not going in. Yeah, or your car doesn't start, yeah, or anything. you get stuck. Like yeah, driving in the winter sucks. So it, it, your car doesn't start because it's just so cold out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just so cold that the car is like, no, I'm good. Yeah, and you have to like keep like half a tank of gas in your car all the time otherwise your like pipes can freeze and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. just like it's a real pain in the ass man yeah it really is so um like i'm not like like you know super knowledgeable about like cars and like that situation so like if you don't have a full tank of gas and like your pipes do freeze over you just have to like sit and wait for them just to kind of like thaw out I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. Luckily, I've never been in that situation, so... I'm also not well-versed in cars, so, like, I don't know. People just say that that can happen, so... <laughs> and also, I definitely don't always keep a half a tank in the winter, and I've never had any issues, so who knows? <laughs> okay, because, uh, yeah, I, I... For some reason, I'll put off getting gas until, like, I absolutely have to. Oh, yeah, that's definitely me. Like, the gas light goes on, and I'm like, oh, gotta get gas. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just like, I don't know why I, I just don't like going to the gas station. I, I just wish I didn't yeah, have no. to do it. Yeah, I agree. They're gross. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't gas is expensive as well. <laughs> want to get a Tesla eventually. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. As soon as these um, uh, paychecks start uh, coming in from the podcast, I'm buying a Tesla. <laughs> Oh yeah, hell yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, podcast ad revenue. Yeah, um, you gotta start plugging Casper or something, man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we'll we'll get there eventually. We'll we'll see who wants to uh, fork, fork over money for ad space on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> one day. 
but you know i've only been in the snow like 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 officially i think like three times in my entire life (laughs) wow yeah like i'm like i'm not lying it's like the first time uh i was in las vegas we were um i was staying at my buddy dustin's house and he lives on like the north side and um he had just booked a show or he, he just like um like you know had a show happen um at the local venue and we were staying at his house with some of the bands that played and i remember my buddy travis was like sleeping on the couch and i didn't even know it was snowing because i was like inside like on my phone or something and somebody came in with like a shovel full of snow and just like dumped it on my <laughs> friend travis and i was like freaking out i was like wait is it snowing outside because i've never been like been in snow so like i like ran outside and like experienced snow for the first time it was like pretty crazy crazy yeah that's crazy i i I can't even understand life without snow yeah i can't not remember (laughs) snow yeah i guess that's another thing too like we get like winter and snow is like majority of our year so that also affects like shows there's really not a whole lot that goes on in like the cold winter months because nobody wants to leave their house (laughs) like even two years ago like my old band was supposed to play the dpk four-year anniversary show in, in vancouver but that's like a drive through the mountains in the middle of winter, right? It's like, it's actually like legitimately dangerous. Yeah, you can die, <laughs> fall off a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. No. <laughs> so uh, the DPK, do they do like celebrations like every year? Uh, they have for the last two years, at least. And, this last one we made it to and it was dope as fuck yeah it was really cool we played pretty early which was to be expected but some really awesome bands that we played with got to meet really cool people yeah it was a good time yeah i i saw um after like getting to know um scoped exposure i like kind of like went through their like archive on like youtube and i, I seen like a bunch of bands from that uh, five-year and it looked pretty cool oh yeah yeah it was it was sick they had like they had a crazy amount of bands like i mean they had like uh who's the fucking headliner that oh um what's their name that's embarrassing. <laughs> that happens. Um, a lot of crazy bands. They had like Baptist and shit. Comeback kid, you're talking about was playing, and they had like, you I know, said, your dying wishes and your. Oh yeah, integrity. <laughs> Fuck, I can't believe I couldn't remember that name. Integrity was the head, like the headliner. It was okay. like, it was it was sick. And then it was like, you know, sorts of like all levels of stuff. There's like, um, you know a band that's like more on our scale or something would play as well. They had a bunch of Vancouver bands, like the Warm Witch and shit from Vancouver. Juice, you know, obviously some of those guys were putting on the festival, but mm-hmm. it was just like a really good fest. Yeah, Dying Wish, No Right, Mortality Right, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Drain was on there too, right? Oh, yeah. There was a Swarm Beating from like the Midwest or something like that. Okay. They were just like, they were just like dummy heavy. <laughs> like if you haven't listened to that band, dummy. I don't even know if like listen to that band, but like see that band. It was oh, like, yeah. it was insane. They're so <laughs> sick. Watch that video if you get a chance. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll definitely look into that because 
um, I, I'm always trying to be on top of things and uh, be in the know of like all the good bands, but it's so hard because there's so much good music out there. Yeah. 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 It's like, how do you keep up? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I I just ask yeah. around. Like, I try my best to just like um, uh, stay active on like you know social media and see who's posting what. And most of the time, I'll just ask too. I, I find that's like pretty easy because like sometimes like people will like put me on to bands that aren't even like really out yet, and then I can just kind of be there from the jump. Oh yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth is always good way to get that out yeah yeah no like that's how like like besides me posting about this podcast like the day it drops um or like the day before like i don't really do like any other promotion besides like you know the people who are on it like reposting it and telling their friends Mm -hmm. so yeah because i don't want to like the last thing i want to do is like um you know be the guy trying to shove this down everybody's throat i feel like (laughs) if i people will listen like you know when they want to i don't want anybody to feel like forced to have to listen to this and i just want people to listen if they enjoy it yeah yeah totally i mean it seems like a lot of like work to put into it so you want people to listen to it um honestly it's like more than i ever thought it would be um like I have like some awesome friends who help me out behind the scenes, like put me in contact with like certain people. But other than that, like I handle all like the recording and the quote unquote editing. I don't really do too much um, post um, recording, but uh, do all that stuff in like the website. I like handle all that. Well, yeah, and, like, scheduling people and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, scheduling. It's funny that you brought that up because, like, I get mixed up, like, all the time. So, like, last week, for instance, when I um, texted you, like, about the podcast <laughs> and you're like, oh, I thought it was um, on the 8th. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I thought tomorrow was the 8th. I was, like, so mixed yeah. up. So, like, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, oh, man, am I, like, a week? out of life <laughs> i also thought it was cute that it said your mom's birthday in the calendar so happy birthday to your mom oh yeah shout out to my mom her, her birthday's in like uh in two days it's on the 10th um yeah so i i like wanted to send you the screenshot of my calendar so like you, you didn't think i was crazy i was just like mixed oh, up no. on like what day it was <laughs> not at all i didn't think so so <laughs> But, but yeah, so without my calendar, I would be way more mixed up. Cause like, like I wanted like before, like when I wouldn't have, um, so many people on in like succession, like I would just be able to have it in my mind. Like, okay, cool. I got like a podcast in like two weeks with so-and-so, but now that like more people are willing to come on, like I actually have to use my calendar so I can be more professional about it and have it organized. So like, I'm not, um, like trying to get people on at the wrong time. Yeah, totally. The visual helps. You can't all do it in your head. (laughs) Yeah. And it's nice too, because I don't like other than like random, like birthdays and stuff that, um, I've had in for like ever, like, I don't really use my calendar for too much. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not very good at, I try to keep it all in the head, but calendars are sick. Facebook event calendars. I'm on there every day. Yeah. Seeing what's going on. <laughs> Seeing what shows are around. That good stuff. 
So, um, do you guys have anything planned for like the later half of the year, like show wise? Cause I know you, um, we talked about the two shows you guys have coming up, but you guys have any plans for the fall or winter? Um, nothing like super specific planned. Like obviously once you re- release stuff, we'll probably have some shows around that. But, uh, well, I should one one thing to mention is I think we're uh, I don't I don't know if that's like announced so I don't know if I should talk about it. Go ahead. Forget that I said that. I don't even know what you're talking about. There's like one thing that we're playing that I don't know if it's like announced or like public yet, so like I don't want to like spoil it. Which like I realize it's such a tease now that I said it already, but like I don't even know what you're talking about. I'll tell you. <laughs> but like sorry there is something cool that we have coming up it's in september i'm really excited for it you'll be psyched on it it's cool <laughs> just trust me i guess sorry yeah sorry for that no it's totally fine i i guess that gives us all something to look forward to yeah okay real quick is it can you tell us the time frame in september late september okay all right, so the end. Of, I think it's the end of end of September. So, like, are, there are you, you go. <laughs> okay, all right. So we'll keep our eye out for the end of September. You guys have something going on. Um, okay. Yeah. W- one more question: Is, is it uh, obviously is it most likely local to you guys, or are you guys going international? Uh, it's it's more it's more local. Okay. It's definitely more local. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. I guess we can just leave it at that. I I, I don't want to pry any more about that. No. Yeah. I wish I hadn't even mentioned it. Now that that's like a dummy, but whatever. So, um, in like the bigger picture of uh, Canadian hardcore, um, like for me being from the states, I kind of like look at you guys as like one giant scene and that's like you know all the way from like where you guys are at to like toronto because for me i'm just so unfamiliar with it and i know there's like probably like a shit ton of bands that are awesome that i'm unaware of so for you guys um being a part of uh edmonton and, and like the western side of canada um, like, what do you guys like want for the future of Canadian hardcore? For the future of Canadian hardcore, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's like good things going on right now, like with with what Spencer's doing, with what the guys in Vancouver are doing, with like the Wild Rose Fest. That like, it seems like it's really been legitimized over the last few years, a lot more so. Cause like, like I said, it's sort of like, especially in Edmonton, it had dwindled for, for years. Like it used to be crazy. Like you'd have a show like 10 years ago or something and there would be like hundreds of kids there. And like now it's not like that, but I feel like with what some of these people are doing, it's like sort of like, yeah, legitimizing it, sort of putting it on the map a little bit, making it seem like it's worthwhile for bands to come here and play here. So that's like, that's all I really want to see. Like there, there's a city here called Lethbridge. It used to be that you could go to Lethbridge and play shows and it would be like a good turnout. Like Lethbridge would have good shows. Red Deer would have good shows. These are like smaller cities, right? And like, if it just keeps like building up like that, 
that's probably what I would want, you know? So it's not like so, it's just not such a huge barrier to do anything basically. Cause right now it's like, yeah, if you want to go outside of your city, it's like a substantial investment in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. And also, yeah, for it to be like more appealing for people who are coming from outside of Canada, you know, to see that there's like a worthwhile, like cool little scene here. So the or like around you guys, like how's like the the youth? Are there like a lot of like newer kids coming to shows? To yeah, I mean, there's like one uh, there's one guy who's like promoting shows in Edmonton now, who's been doing it for like I don't know, like a year, year and a half or something like that. And it seems like he's kind of like bringing people to shows now, and it's like there's like it's a great feeling when you go to a show and it's like packed with people and you don't recognize any of them in a way, you know what I mean? It's like people are dropping off on one end, but there's like, you know, there is definitely like a lot of new faces that I'm seeing. Yeah. And the biggest thing too, is a lot of venues aren't all ages. So that makes it really difficult for young people to come out to shows if they want to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Logan with, with one punch, he, he specifically tries to book all ages when he can. Like I know just recently he was looking for all, all ages venues. Um, to, yeah. To get kids out. That's awesome. Like I, I think I, I see that becoming like more of like a trend over here too now because people are starting to realize that this thing has no future. If we don't have the youth involved, like we gotta be like, more welcoming to newer people we got to bring new people we got to kind of like give this like a little more exposure in in all areas so this thing can keep going yeah totally it's super important yeah yeah i like things too like where it's like if you bring a friend and it's their first time at a show or something then they get in for free stuff like that you know that like some people do around here sometimes yeah that's awesome that's a cool incentive and um yeah it's definitely really important for like the the older generation to kind of you know like put on the younger kids because when i started when i was like super young if it wasn't for the older kids who kind of took me in and showed me the ropes like i don't think i would still be around yeah yeah totally super important yeah, because they, they just kind of, like, provided me with, like, a lot of, like, just, like, opportunities and just, like, like telling me about shows or just, like, putting me on certain bands. And I just feel like without them, like, I'd probably be, like, a little more, like, lost and maybe even got jaded enough to, like, not come back, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, kind of to what Michelle was saying earlier, it's, like, if you don't already know some people, like if you don't already have a foot in the door, it's kind of like, how do you get that foot in the door? Whether it's like being in a band or just like going to shows, obviously it's easy easy to say, just like go to shows or whatever. But like, if you don't like have that way in, it can be like a little bit of a barrier there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to that guy who's been doing shows for like a year. Um, Do you guys like know him? Do we know him? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, do we know him in passing at least? Oh, yeah. We know, yeah, we know Logan. His name is Logan. He's great. He, <laughs> he, he, he's in some bands. Yeah, he definitely is definitely trying to get involved with, like, the younger crowd, which is awesome because he's not a super old dude himself. <laughs> so it's kind of nice that, yeah, he brings a different sort of crowd. 
um, to shows that he books that we play. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Cause I feel like you guys like, uh, gotta be like united out there. Cause it, like, I feel like if things aren't like super thriving, like you guys just kind of, kind of stick together and just like make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Even like within Edmonton, there's like a lot of good, like little scenes, but of like disparate sort of types of music, right? Like, there's like an okay death metal scene. There's a couple of really good like electronic bands or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's like all these little disconnected scenes, right? Yeah, it's, it's gonna bring like everybody together. Honestly, like I don't really mind crossover because I, I like like I remember like in the early 2000s there used to be like way more like mixed bills when it comes to like the different genres of like hardcore. So like I, I wouldn't even be opposed to that today. Yeah, I mean, there's this dude, Maddie here, who's been putting on shows for, like, 10 years now. Yeah. And he, he'll occasionally do, like, a mixed bill where it's, like, half hip-hop and, like, half hardcore or something like that, which is, like, always pretty sick. Like, usually, like, a, a spring break type of show, you know, just, like, a good time. Yeah, that that's sick. That happens in... Um... Uh, I don't know if they did it this year. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but there's this uh, festival that, that happens in LA where they would like bring out like some big rappers and throw on some like hardcore bands. It was pretty, pretty cool. Cause obviously like we love hardcore, but uh, we all also listen to like other types of music as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's cool to have that mix. For sure. And if you only listen to hardcore, I don't believe you. <laughs> Well, if you only listen to hardcore, I don't think that you're like, like there's not nothing wrong with listening to hardcore. I think that like if you're trying to then write hardcore, it's like harder to write something interesting if you only listen to hardcore. You know, it's like so helpful to listen to other genres to like pull into it. What would you say is like um, your influences? For me, um, I don't know. I like a lot of like yeah, like I said, I like a lot of grind. Um, stuff like that. Like my probably one of my favorite bands of all time is Nazem. Like I love that band. But even just like you know Napalm Death, whatever Magruder Grind, that type of stuff. Um, yeah, that type of stuff. And like I've always really liked sort of like post metal, I guess, like ISIS or whatever, which is like kind of an unfortunate name now. <laughs> or like Old Man Gloom, stuff like that. Okay. Um, what you? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, the biggest, like, influence for me of, like, wanting to do vocals and that type of thing, like, has always been Punch. Like, hearing Punch for the first time being like, I need to do that with my life now, sort of deal. Um, I'm really listening to this uh, into this band called Blind Girls right now. Like they're super awesome, super great. Makes me want to play music every time I hear them as well. Um, it's kind of interesting because, like Lee and I, we kind of listen to different stuff. So to have his influence with the false body music and then me putting lyrics to that, like sometimes I find it challenging, but like a good challenge because it's not what I would be expecting. If that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, no, well, I'm into it. I, I think it works. Yeah, cool. thanks. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. All right. Well, this seems like a good place to wrap things up. Sure. Cool.
thanks for having us. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Thank you for having us. Thank you for the service that you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're welcome. I appreciate you guys willing to come on the, the podcast. I um like I, I still trip out, um, you know, even though like I've done this like, you know, some 50 odd times, like I, I it still trips me out that people are willing to just like sit here and talk to me um, for, you know, hours. Um, so I appreciate you guys. I like I, I've never um, like I'm still like finding out I'm realizing how much I actually um, love uh, what you guys are doing up there in Canada. I, I used to. I'm not really understand like how cool and important like you guys are. So I appreciate you guys coming on. You guys um, need to never stop. You guys got to keep Canadian hardcore going because what you guys are doing now, you know, could influence the next generation. So don't stop. You guys got to keep going. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Well, um, appreciate you guys. Um, thank all of you guys for listening. Um, I, I will never, um, not appreciate and love all you people who listen. It makes me happy. So thank you. And this has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top.